0: Man, Yeah. Woo. Merry Christmas. That's mine. (laughs) Hey, so glad you're here today. Awesome to have standing room only in the house. Yeah. Awesome. God bless you guys. Thank you for making time for Jesus of all the crazy statements to make on Christmas day. God bless you guys. I'm so proud of you for coming out and being with us and just sharing part of your day with him and together as the family of God. You know, there's a lot of dysfunctional families out there and we're one of them. So if you thought you were escaping all that, you're not, because we're not a a normal church. We're not, uh, you know, in any way, shape, or form, but we are here because we know that we need God's help, and Jesus Christ is the answer, and that's what this day is all about. The fact that God knew that we were dysfunctional, broken, and unrepairable, so Jesus came to fix us, and we're on that journey of being fixed by his amazing grace. So grateful for that. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have one service at 1030 as well. Hope you can be back. We'll have the chairs set up for you. And we're going to do that. So today, as you know, there's some things that aren't our normal normal. Does that make sense? Because uh, the nursery's not open. It will be next week. We knew that we were going to be uh, challenged with getting everything to function. Welcome all you down there at the Gospel Rescue Mission. We're, we're live streaming there and next week is today. I know that Gene's down there uh, with them. And uh, we're so grateful that the Gospel Rescue Mission has allowed us to do that as well as go and pick up people and bring them out. So we'll be doing that again next week as well. Everything will be functioning, uh, whatever our normal is, next week with uh, the nursery, the cafe will be open, different things. Uh, Today we knew that it would be a challenge in people being with their families but coming to church, so please forgive us for just some of the little changes they had to deal with and we'll get moving. So I want to say a special thank you to all of you that participated by giving, by your prayers, and your time for our toy run yesterday. Totally awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was a blessing to be able to go out. Uh, God had everything worked out for us to be at those homes and those places, and we finalized the ride by going to the Gospel Rescue Mission and giving toys for the families that were there and leaving some for new families that are coming in. And uh, it was just an amazing thing to do and just to be a part of. I want to encourage you next year to sign up and come and join us in that event. So we have the vans that we take people. We asked everybody not to drive your own vehicles, but just to go with us. And so it was just amazing, and I want to just share this one little detail with with you about that. Uh, we are uh, We adopted some of the Hope Kids, we do prayer rides for them, and we've joined forces with Hope Kids of Tucson, which are kids that have cancer or terminal diseases of some kind. We've been blessed to be invited by some of those families to come and pray for them, and then we picked those families as some of our families, we would go to the toy run, Uh, One of those young men is about to go and be with Jesus. And uh, he's coming to the end of his time here with us. And uh, just a week and a half ago, they did not expect him to make it to Christmas. And he did go. I'm just telling you this because I want us to get a full picture of what this day means to us and what it's all about. He went to his mother about a week and a half ago and he said, Mom, I don't want you to be sad, but I'm ready to go be with God. I'm talking about a little boy. I was like, man, God, you know, that kid understands what this is all about like most of us don't. And we were just asking the Lord. He wanted uh, the bikes to come um, one more time. We did go to see him last uh, toy run last year. And he rode with us, him and his mom in the uh, procession. And he just wanted us to come by one more time. He was able to come outside and sit in a chair and be there with us. And when the bikes came by and the smile on his face, and we know that he's going to be with Jesus, that God doesn't do some kind of miracle for him, but he's going to go be with him soon. And just that God would allow that to happen for us was just a tremendous thrill that God would spare him and allow that moment of time. I want to say that to you because today is a moment in time that God has given you. We don't realize it, and we're often clueless of the fact, and I'm not going to depress you today. I'm here to give you hope and joy. But most of us don't have any realization of that moment for us. We don't. It's coming, but, you know, we feel like we're going to live forever. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to live forever. And you know why? Because we are. But we don't see the end in this life very clearly because it's so not real to us. But as I was listening and watching and experiencing that thing, and then we go to those other little kids, and I'm like, man, God, this is so real. And what I do as a pastor, I've been with so many families that deal with this stuff. And so the realization of my life is constantly being brought back to me, realization of this moment in our lives. And so last night, we came together for a communion service that was different than any that we've ever done. All I told you was we were going to have the doors open. I didn't know if anybody would show up, and I think everybody showed up. It was totally the most amazing, unique, and blessed service I've ever had the privilege of doing. I want you to know that. I was able to pray over every single person that came forward and have that personal time, and the Holy Spirit just touched me. And uh, that is our alarm, so somebody can take care of it. Or it's a phone. Never mind. It's not our alarm. We're good. That's Jesus calling. <laughs> all right. Can I just say thank you for showing up and let me pray over you? And we're going to get moving, and I understand we have a lot going on today. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of all of that. Merry Christmas to you. All at the Gospel Rescue Mission, you that are here, Merry Christmas to you. Um, in today's celebration, what this day means... There's all kinds of stuff going on throughout the world. There's all kinds of issues that happen because of today. There's things happening in our communities, our homes, maybe even in our own lives. And uh, there's a lot of different emotions and feelings. I've had the privilege of talking to people that are like, can't wait for Christmas to be over because of what it has impacted their life in the problems of their past, the dysfunction of their lives and the brokenness of their family. There are people that don't have family to celebrate. When I was a young pastor back in Inkster, Michigan, I had a, a my father had friendship with one of the funeral home owners. This isn't all about death. Just stay with me. <laughs> and he contacted me when I became the pastor of the church and said, you know, um, my dad, his dad had made a promise that he would always have a service for people. No matter if they had family or not or who they were or whatever. And you know, I went there and I did multiple funerals with only me and the person that was dead in the room. And he had a list of over 50 people waiting to die with no one in on the planet that knew they were there or they had relationship with. Now, when I, I was young, man, I was just a young pastor in my early 20s and I was like, it freaked me out because I come from a huge family. My wife comes from a huge family. We're used to having constant chaos and noise and all that stuff. I'm one of six. She's one of five. And then when all the grandkids and everybody gets together, you know, like we're going to have 28 people at our house later today. So like I'm used to like having all that noise and stuff. And so when I stepped into that room and I was alone with that person, I was like a little bit like, wow, man, I, I didn't even realize people were like that. But there's people like that today. That are in their home alone, they have no one to share this day with. And so their heart is broken, maybe they're lost and lonely. Some people do feel pain today because they've lost a loved one this year. Maybe they've gone through divorce. Maybe they've gone through a separation or abandonment, whatever issues. You see, it's not all about uh, what we perceive in our own world. There's all kinds of stuff going on all around us. Some people are going to get with family and they don't want to. You don't have to say amen or clap or anything. Just relax, all right? We don't want to see some of our family members. It's not a good thing, okay? So all of that stuff is going on, and it's all happening. And so today, I love it, how God is and how he wants to speak to everyone, no matter where your situation is or what you're a part of. Some of you may have never been in church before today, and maybe you're still wondering why you're here. I want you to know every single person that hears my voice that is experiencing this moment in your life that God knows where you are. He knows what's happening in your life. He knows every circumstance and he loves you. He loves you. You are not a man and you're not alone. That's not ignoring the circumstances of our life. That's putting them into the proper context of what God says. So God says this. It's the golden text of the Bible. You know these verses, John three sixteen through 18. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So in that verse alone, it tells us something about Christmas. It says that God was the first to give in such a meaningful way that it was a gift of love. And it was something that everyone can receive. No matter what anyone else does in your life, you can receive the greatest gift of all. It is the gift of God's personal love, and that is himself. And it's for everyone. And that's the great news of the gospel of Jesus Christ today. It's not just that verse, you see, as we follow up with those other two verses is that God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You know why that says that? Because we were already judged. He didn't need to come to judge us. Sin has already judged us. We rejected God and we did our own thing. And the word of God says all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. In other words, we were already judged and stood condemned. But God loved us so much, he did not leave us in that broken condition, and so he sent Jesus to fix it. Not exemplify it, not point out our brokenness, but to say there's hope. There is hope, and here is your hope. It's Jesus Christ. All right, church, now the word of God continues. It says this, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Man, is that, yeah, right now we should probably do a little bit of a clap right there. (laughs) Here's the depressing part, but anyone who does not believe in Him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son, right? It's not depressing, it's reality. If people don't know Jesus, they're already judged. Sin has judged them, and the law of God has made it a fact. There is no hope for those that don't know Jesus, and this judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than evil the light, for their deeds were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for their fear. Their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So church, the whole word of God is telling us that we have hope in Jesus, we step into him, then light is who we're into and what is on us and is in us and through us. People that don't know Jesus or don't want to know Jesus, they stay in the darkness because they want to stay there where their deeds are not seen. We as believers in Jesus Christ are called by God to be seen as servants of Jesus Christ. You know that, right? Right? So again, I emphasize what Justin said a little while ago, that today when you're with family, lost people, those that you love, maybe even some of your neighbors, would you be a light today? You should be all the time. But today, would you be a light for Jesus Christ? Let the world know that you serve the living Savior. That's what this day is all about. When we come to this moment in history, thousands of years ago to us, a couple thousand years Waiting for this to happen in history, I want to just give this moment and say God made that covenant to Abraham that he was going to bring forth the Messiah through his seed, that nations would be blessed, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? Thousands of years passed, and as Israel became a nation, they were always looking for the Messiah. Everyone that is Hebrew knows that the Savior was coming, and it was a promise from God, God reaffirmed this covenant after he made it with Abraham. He made it with his son Isaac, and he made it with his son, his son Jacob, who would later be called Israel because God changed his name. And then God reestablished that promise through King David. Now, as I tell you that, y'all you know if you know your Old Testament Bible, that God promised that way back in Abraham in the book of Genesis, thousands of years past. King David was seated upon the throne of Israel as a mighty nation. They were the world power of the day. God reaffirmed the fact that he was going to do it through David's lineage, which was the promise to Abraham. We go all the way in the Old Testament to the book of Micah, Malachi, Sorry, Malachi. It's the last book of the Old Testament. And everyone that was Hebrew in the whole Old Testament and had been scattered throughout the world because of persecution, etc., all were looking for that day. Church, from that book of Malachi to the the moment the angel appeared to Zechariah in the temple to say that he was going to have a son with his wife Elizabeth that would be called John the Baptist, there was 400 years of silence. So, what I'm telling you right now, you need to hear this. For 400 years, there was no, no new prophetic word, there were no visions. There were no visitations by God in any way, shape, or form. It was simply a time of waiting for the fulfillment of the promise. All that time, I'm talking about 400 years of what we would look at and say there was silence from God. So it's called, in the biblical terminology, intertestamental time. So from Malachi to the book of Matthew, 400 years of complete silence. And yet... People were still waiting, believing that God was going to do what he said. Church, you and I get frustrated when we're not getting the answer tomorrow. I'll just put myself out there and say, I'm one of them. I'm waiting for God to give me that answer. I want transformation, I want renewal, I want everything to happen. And I expect it tomorrow because he's God. And God is never in a hurry for anything. Thousands of years. Waiting, promise, yep, I'm going to do it, yep, I'm going to do it, yep, I'm going to do it. It's coming, it's coming. 400 years of not even hearing that it's coming. And here we are today, you and I sitting right in the middle of the fulfillment of God's amazing promise. (laughs) Oh, thank you, God, I'm not waiting. Church, it's here. We have been blessed to be the recipients of all that God promised way back then. And all those people never got to see it. Read the book of Hebrews chapter 11. They were waiting and expecting and looking and it never happened in their entire lifetime. But you and I have been blessed by God to live right smack dab in the middle of the fulfillment of God's promises of not only sending a savior, but the fulfillment of what that actually meant that they didn't have a clue about. The fact that he would come and live here and give his life for you and I and give us the opportunity to experience a relationship with God that was never available prior to Jesus. Man, we're sitting smack dab in the middle of the fulfillment of God's promises, and we ought to be the most excited people in the world. Man, no matter what our circumstances. Man, it's amazing, isn't it? So we're right here in the midst of his promise of redemption. The promise that he tells us that he's going to bring us joy. He's going to bring us peace. And all of that is a product of his love. And then we have a whole lot of people in the church that aren't experiencing joy or peace. And they're not very loving. And yet in the midst of everything that God says, he says, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. So we've been given that opportunity to experience that and then to share it with everyone around us. God loved us so much that he gave us this opportunity today. Now, I'm not just talking about people that don't know Jesus. I'm talking to people that don't know Jesus, people that do know Jesus, and people who are clueless about the fact that they're not living for Jesus, but they think they know him. We want to see what God's word says to us. We have the opportunity to experience the fullness of God's redemption the Holy Spirit came to fill us. God himself living in us. They didn't have that. It was not available. So it does not hinge on our current circumstances. That's why I started the way we did. You know, you can be alone. You can be going through loss. You can be going through grief. And maybe your last days on earth. You may be in the midst of a of a less Christmas you may be in the midst of a political upheaval, oppression that's coming from government. You can be in the midst of all of that. It doesn't matter. Friends, what, the truth of the matter is that this experience with God is available to us. Yes. And it has nothing to do with those external circumstances that are going on around us. God's available to us. Therefore, church, we have been blessed, everyone here to receive the greatest gift that any human being has ever received in the history of the world. Doesn't matter what you got this morning. Doesn't matter what you'll get later today. You have already been given the opportunity to receive the greatest gift anyone will ever have. Whatever emotions you're experiencing. Yeah, thank you, God. Whatever your emotions you're experiencing today or will later today, Whatever your outlook is today, you can experience God's peace personally in the gift of the real relationship made possible with Jesus coming into this world to be one of us. He's so amazing, isn't he? Church, I want you to know how jacked up the church was, and there may be some of this still today in the church. But the church was so jacked up in the Old Testament, they had the law of God, the word of God, the promises of God. But they continued to look at what they wanted to see, what they wanted to hear, and how they interpreted things. And so the people that were Hebrew, those that had received the covenant from Abraham, saw themselves as the people of God and no one else. They didn't think anyone else had a chance, and they saw them as animals, for real. I mean, they were very arrogant in who they thought they were. Now, as we look at that, they saw non-Jews, in the word of God it calls us Gentiles. If you are not 100% Jewish, you are a Gentile. Okay? just You may not know that terminology, but that's what it means. You're non-Jew. You are hopeless in the eyes of those that were Hebrew. Because, you see, they owned the promise for themselves... And did not see us as part of God's plan. However, God always had a plan to include us. And it was written in the Old Testament. It was in their law. It was in their words. It was in the covenant that he made with Abraham in the very beginning. Remember when we read that just a few weeks ago? That through you all nations will be blessed not just the one nation I'm making out of you. He said all nations, that means every race and every people were always part of God's plan for redemption. All right, so we're gonna look here in Romans 15 and let's read this together, you ready? Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises that he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote. Now, look, I want you to see this because, see, in the New Testament, we're being pointed to scripture that says we've always been a part of God's plan always. And so he's pointing it out right here to us so that we know we're not an afterthought of God or a second-class citizen that God planned for our redemption. He planned it through the Abrahamic covenant. So thank God for that, right? But let's listen to what it says. For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope in him. Man, that's awesome stuff right there. That excites me. All right, so there is no doubt you and I were included God had a plan for us to be part of his amazing gift all along and that's why when we read John 3:16 it says that everyone who believes everyone receives this gift from God. All right, so we can move on now. There is no doubt that God planned for you and I. Now listen, I stopped reading at verse 12 in that chapter. I want to read verse 13. And this is the culmination of what's being said to us right here. So I'm going to read verse 12 and then jump to 13. And in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles and they will place their hope in him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, church, you see what God said to us? It's so great. God directly speaks to you and I and says, look, we not only can have our hope in Jesus Christ, but it is through that hope that we experience joy and that we experience peace because it's a gift from God in his love. And he does this by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Again, I'm going to go back and say this. This is not contingent to our current circumstance. Whether we're alone, with a crazy family, with a dysfunctional family, we're experiencing some kind of loss in our lives. It does not matter. It matters, I'm saying, to your feelings. But church, in the reality of things, we can still experience joy, peace, and hope because of what God has done for me personally. We got to own that. Even if you're sick, no matter what's going on, our hope is in Jesus Christ. If you do not have that today, would we just stop for a minute and look past our situation? Seriously, like look past it. Look past that family member you don't want to see. Look past the brokenness that you've recently experienced at a loss. Look past the crazy family that you love being with. Just stop for a minute and look past all of that and get a glimpse of the God who loves you so much that he allowed us to be recipients of that incredible covenant that he made so many years ago. And that we've been blessed to live in this time, in this moment, to receive that incredible gift that God has for us. If you don't know him, you need to know him. Put your hope in Jesus today and you will experience peace you will experience joy no matter who you go home to. Stop looking for other things to give it to you because it never will. The stuff you're receiving today as gifts is going to be in the junkyard in the next 15 years if it lasts that long. This gift that God has for you will last for eternity. He is amazing, He loves you, and He wants you to experience it to the full. If you are walking with Him, man, would you just stop in the midst of everything and realize how blessed you are? So blessed that you have had the opportunity to step into this covenant that God promised so many years ago and so many people wanted and never saw it come to pass. And here we are. Have you put your hope in Jesus today? Those of you that are at the mission or maybe at home watching, I just want you to answer that question. Have you put your hope in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Church, I want to ask you that are here, those that are online, are you experiencing hope, joy, and peace regardless of your situation? Yeah. That is... The power of the Holy Spirit. God's Word tells us, if you're experiencing that, that is the work of the Holy Spirit in your life that has been made possible because of what Jesus did for you and I. So man, whatever's going on, you just need to go out of here rejoicing today, for real. <laughs> whatever you have happening in your life, whatever you're going home to, wherever you're going to, whatever you're doing, you have that opportunity. And I want to encourage you to live it to the full. Would you stand with me? The altar's always open for prayer. You know that if you don't know Jesus, please don't leave here without him. It will be the greatest day of your life. If you want to do something about praying about anything else that God is talking to you about, we always say the altar's open. What I mean by that is you can come to the front of the church and step out here and talk to God yourself personally. I know you can do it there. You can do it in the car. You can do it at home. But you know what? It's a lot better if you just step up when he's talking and do it then. It doesn't go very well when my wife says, I want to talk to you, and I'm like, I'll get to you. (laughs) Let's not do that to God. If he's talking, please come. He loves you. So grateful for this moment we can share together. Again, I want to thank you for coming out. Thank you for watching online. Father, we love you. We're so grateful for Jesus. What an incredible day this is, Lord. We're so blessed to be able to be with you, to know you, to experience your love. And to be able to have this day in history as a reality. God himself made flesh. (laughs) Thank you. Pray for the salvation of souls today. The renewal of commitments today. For the glory of God to be revealed to people today. And Lord, we pray that you would use us as missionaries as we go home to our family to be the light. We ask these things in the glorious name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Have an amazing day with him. God bless you, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Lord.